0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Exclusive Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 11th of December. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, we're just coming up to 1130 The index is up, uh, the ASX 200, that is, up 18.9 points, or 0.26%. 7,213.2. We opened at 71.94. We have had a high of 7,227 and a low of 7,193. So we've been going pretty well since the start although we are off our highs in terms of the market today what is leading the market once again it is the banking sector that's doing very well uh, we've got CBA up 0.7 of a percent NABs up half a percent Macquarie doing well up 0.7 of a percent and oil and gas surprisingly as well doing okay we did see a bit of a rally in the crude oil price around 2% higher on Friday uh, Woodside up 1.4% and Santos up 0.6%. If you have a look today at Henry's take, a little bit more there on Woodside and Santos, or as I have christened it, Wood toss. And uh, the dominant partner there really would be Woodside. They seem to be in the box position. There has been a lot of uh, agitation behind the scenes from L1 Capital, amongst others, Tribeca as well, uh, regarding Santos in terms of splitting up that LNG business and liberating value there. Some uh, analysts have suggested the valuation of the sum of the parts could be as much as $19, which does seem a little extreme. But certainly this merger has shone the spotlight on Santos and the potential breakup or demerger, I guess, uh, hoping to make two and two equal five as opposed to four. Uh, which it currently is probably making around three in terms of the Santos price. So a little bit of action there in those two. The, uh, the oil price helping the likes of Karoon as well, which is back up to uh, around uh, $1.96. And a little bit of research out this morning as well from Macquarie that I read in uh, Woodside and Santos uh, talking about some of the implications there. But it is very much Woodside's game to play at the moment. Meg O'Neill very much in the driving seat and I suspect the deal will be done uh, if it is done uh, it will come from the Woodside side of things. Santos being more a target and certainly we've seen that with the um, share price in Santos has uh, pushed away. Uh, it did have a good day on Friday after we saw that first emerge. as a possibility for the merger to create wood toss. The rest of the market we do have uh, BHP uh, slightly flat not doing much at all Uh, we have rio up half percent and fortescue up 0.8 of a percent interestingly as we saw on friday anglo fell 19 percent on quite a savage downgrade to their copper production with one of their mines in chile which has been going for a hundred years starting to have some problems there in terms of grade hardly a surprise i guess after a hundred years but the effective production cuts, cuts which saw um, Anglo fall nineteen percent, was the equivalent of taking out a, uh, a global, well, a globally significant copper mine. So certainly, uh, maybe copper is going to have a little bit of a rally on the back of that. It's certainly something to uh, to keep an eye on. Of course, it's not easy really to get copper exposure, pure copper exposure, in the Australian market these days with the um, loss of Oz Minerals to BHP. But there are ways to play it. Samphire has been one of the ways uh, to play it. That's up only 0.8% of a percent today. The other one, of course, is Rio through the Oyo Tolgoi in Mongolia, which is uh, obviously kicking off in the not too distant future. As far as the rest of the resource sector goes, the gold stocks under a little bit of pressure, as you would expect, given the strength of the US dollar. On the back of those non-farm payrolls numbers on Friday, uh, that pushed up yields, pushed up the US dollar and has pushed down the gold price, still hovering above $2, U.S. dollars an ounce though, so not a bad gold price there by any stretch of the imagination. The rest of the market, we are seeing uh, the industrial slightly firmer, uh, that is happening at the moment, but not exactly racing away, it is Monday, uh, it is a big week as well for uh, the um, central banks around the world we've got of course the Fed this week widely expected not to uh, change rates Uh, we've also got the Bank of England and the ECB as well currently our 10-year yields are just poking their head up a little bit 4.35% following those US 10-year yields slightly higher as far as big news out in the market though goes today well there is a few big things out in the market. One, of course, is the reverse takeover or the RTO as it is called for Chemist Warehouse reversing into Sigma uh, Healthcare. Uh, this is going to create a near $9 billion company listed on the exchange, which the exchange has long been trying to get Chemist Warehouse to list. Finally, it is going to list. It does have uh, some interesting implications. They are raising around $400 bucks as part of this reverse takeover. Currently, uh, we've got uh, SIQ, uh, uh, rather, um, Sigma uh, still uh, in suspense as uh, we're waiting for that to uh, get more details of that. The problem will be with the new Sigma, which is yet to have a real name, uh, will be the free float aspect because the two families behind Chemist Warehouse and various other shareholders will own nigh on 86% of the new entity. Now, the stock exchange does like to see free floats above 20%. So it will have some implications for index inclusion for ETFs as well. It's a $9 billion company. So when we are seeing uh, companies or big behemoths on the exchange leaving for whatever reason, InvoCare or Janus Henderson or Oz Minerals or Newcrest, uh, this one is a welcome relief, I guess, in big uh, investable blue chip companies being Chemist Warehouse. So it'd be interesting to see how it pans out as far as the index funds go, because they do uh, usually have a criteria of 20% free float. So that will have some implications there. In other news this morning, Kin Group, uh, that's uh, Ralph Gaminda. Has uh, upped his bid quite considerably, really, from 68 cents, which the market never believed was going to happen, and always traded at a premium to those 68 cents to 84 cents, so up 22.6 percent today. Also, having a good rise today from Winsome Resources, which has announced its uh, mineral resource estimate this morning. Uh, They are talking about a globally significant. 59 million tonnes at 1.12% lithium oxide. A little bit light on in terms of grade, so it's not particularly high-grade deposit, but 59 million tonnes is not to be sneezed at. In the same vein, just been uh, listening to the Latin Resources webinar. Uh, Nothing significantly interesting there. I guess nothing really new coming out of that. The stock did have a 35% run on Friday. Maybe that was ahead of this webinar. Uh, the uh, Chris Gale, who we have interviewed on the couch on a podcast for Marcus today, as always, very optimistic about the future. And his major point, I guess, the major question that people asked was about the lithium price itself and whether the he had seen any slackening of demand. Now, at the moment, Macquarie is running um, a offtake, uh, I guess, agreement process and uh, Latin Resources is uh, looking to Macquarie to handle that process. More news to come on that. It looks as if they've whittled the number of candidates down. There's certainly no shortage of interest in an offtake agreement from Latin Resources, down to uh, 14 participants, and um, no shortage, as I say. We should get more news of that in the coming months, but uh, that certainly looks interesting. But Chris, also talking about the lithium price and wondering how long the Chinese... A Low price could stay this low as the Chinese at some stage would start to need to restock. And as he pointed out, and as many have pointed out, the demand for EVs, although has slowed to some extent, is still very, very high. Uh, We do tend to focus on Tesla. We do tend to focus, or some of the US investors do tend to focus perhaps on the Tesla price cuts. But BYD is still showing some extraordinary growth in the sale of its EVs. So, once again, uh, my theme for 2024 is the re-emergence or the bounce in in lithium pricing, Uh, taking with it, of course, lithium miners, something we've talked about in the newsletter quite a lot in the last uh, few weeks, and also uh, the bounce in the oil price. Maybe not such a dramatic event, given lithium this year has fallen um, 83% nylon in the last month is down 35%. Uh, that would seem to be somewhat overdone. Nonetheless, at the moment, we are not seeing the bottom just yet, but I think it must be very, very close. And certainly, there's some big short positions in that lithium market continuing. Uh, looking at um, the gold sector, that is under some pressure. And we did have some uh, news out this morning from Bubs in terms of uh, their U.S. business. They're looking to um, double revenue there. The stock's up six percent. For those of you that remember Bubs, uh, Plenty also living up to its name to some extent. Nabs took a fifteen um, percent stake last week in the stock. And that's up nearly three percent. And my tip for um, 2024 on the advent calendar for Osbys, which was Zip. Unfortunately, the advent calendar pick, as I put in the newsletter, was around $0.38, 39 $0.40. Cents. Um, I'm not sure if Osbys have actually played the advent calendar thing as yet. I haven't checked, but the stock is up to $0.55. Cents. So you've done pretty well out of that so far. That's up around 30% from that $0.40 cent level that we talked about as the advent calendar pick. Uh, Talking of other ones that have been going well, of course, uh, we can't go past uh, the uh, Magellan Global Fund. Those options there, only 5.7 million uh, shares left on the bid at 10 cents. I'm not sure um, why those people are there at 10.5 cents. Obviously, they're a little bit greedy uh, about that um, in terms of getting that extra half a cent out um, out of the market. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but certainly... You know, if you bought them when we suggested back in June under a cent, uh, a 10-bagger this time of year is nothing to be sneezed at. As far as Marcus today comment go, as, uh, goes today, in terms of my stuff, uh, Marcus is away, uh, so you'll have to put up with me, I'm afraid. But just a look at Woodside and Santos again, or Woodtoss in uh, Henry's take today, which is a combined strategy as well. Uh, Santos obviously has been the underperformer since it had bought Oil search out, and also a look, I guess, at a tactic which I have uh, sort of has parallels with the Polish uh, builders and labourers and, and craftsmen that came over from Poland in the 90s, and pretty much undercut uh, most of the British labourers and builders and carpenters and tradespeople uh, to the point where um, they now dominate and they can set their own prices and they are certainly more skilled. And this has, I guess, some parallels with the Chinese in terms of their EVs. They dominate the processing of critical metals, and they are now dominating in terms of EV production and sales. Uh, BYD is the biggest EV car company in the world, now bigger than Tesla, uh, pushing into Europe. They are pushing into Turkey, which is pushing back on that. Europe is pushing back on that as well. And, of course, the Biden administration trying to pay some catch-up with their IRA in terms of critical metals. So uh, once these guys uh, tend to get the foothold, and once they command uh, the market, they can then push the prices higher. So uh, at the moment, we're in that phase where we're seeing the dominance of China in processing uh, really playing into that uh, global market. And at some stage, they will dominate, if not already, and will start to push the prices up. U.S. check-in as usual for a Monday with my stuff. The U.S. market still flashing greed, although we have seen a little bit of unwinding due to some consolidation. Fear and greed index for the crypto still flashing greed as well at 74 out of 100. But the GDP now coming out of Atlanta uh, is uh, looking quite interesting. So maybe have a little look at that on uh, Henry's take. As far as the strategy goes, uh, nothing has really changed Uh, Certainly we have a big week with the ECB, the Bank of England, the Fed as well. But nothing really has changed. Santa is very much in the house, as they say. If we can get through the Fed this week without a raise or without a hawkish tilt from uh, Federal Reserve head Powell, then I suspect we will continue to see uh, the markets push a little bit higher, grinding maybe more than anything else. But um, certainly our market playing a little bit of catch up with some of its overseas counterparts because we have had a pretty lackluster year in places for our market. So we are playing a little bit of catch up. And of course, the usual suspects doing relatively well. Uh, the banks, uh, CSL yet to make too much of a move today, but has bounced quite hard off that $230, $240 level. So the song remains the same. Happy to be long, sing a song or maybe a hymn. Um, And we'll see how the rest of the month pans out. Only two weeks to go till Christmas, of course. Uh, But certainly, uh, we do see that Santa Claus rally does tend to spill over into January, at least the first couple of weeks of January. As the optimism continues into the new year, we get fresh money coming into the market for uh, the new year with um, investors placing their bets for 2024. As I say, my themes for 2024 are the rebound in the lithium price and the rebound in the oil price. That will drive things higher. And of course, we are seeing some action on the M&A front at the moment. Interestingly, as well, though, as well, just to uh, round out, we have seen a, a bid today for, um, I think it was Macy's, has got a uh, nearly $6 billion US offer uh, from Ark House Management and Brigade Capital. Certainly, private equity is pretty busy at the moment. There's no fun, uh, well, there's no marks for having your money in cash, although you are getting a 5% yield, but that money has to be put to work. And uh, certainly Macy's has popped up on the radar of private equity, as have uh, we seen in Perpetual, which of course is under uh, a takeover threat at the moment, but there are some potential there for other players in that space as well there have been a, a lot of uh, mentions of uh, regal partners as well as other potentially joining the fray in potential well that's it from me thanks very much for listening as i say the strategy remains uh, pretty much on track The mark it up as we speak now around uh, 25 points they gathering a little bit of steam um, but uh, it is really the banks which have got that steam behind it resources doing okay fortescue and rio Have a great afternoon. We'll be back again at around five o'clock with our end of day report.